You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Welcome to the Finer Things Club Presents High Tea in the High Republic A podcast about books from a galaxy far, far away With your hosts, Carly and Patrick Hi and welcome to the Finer Things Club I'm Carly And I'm Patrick And today we have another special episode of High Tea in the High Republic to discuss the children's novel Race to Crash Point Tower by author Daniel Jose Older. How are you doing today, Patrick? Fantastic. What about you? I'm doing well as well. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about Daniel Jose Older because I, I don't know, did a lot of digging into him. For some reason, I found his story one of the most interesting ones um, and I'll start off by saying that he is the last of our High Republic authors. So who knows what we're going to do in future High Republic episodes if we don't have author research to talk about. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Huh. Something, maybe. Huh. Or maybe we'll just spend more time well, talking you know about the book. Um, we'll, we'll do like a deep dive on the cover artist. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more work to do. <laughs> Uh, maybe I, maybe I can do the cover artist. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm ever gonna yeah, do any extra gonna. work. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, don't agree so fast. <laughs> so let me tell you about Peter on Antonson, <laughs> who did the cover for okay. this. According to Wikipedia, he is a cover artist. Hmm. He has worked on three Star Wars hmm. novels, and that's all okay. it says. All right, back to you. <laughs> well, great. There goes our next. <laughs> deep dive for our next episode okay so daniel jose older he is a writer editor and composer who lives in new orleans he only started writing in 2014 come on that's not fair that's not fair i mean on the one on the one hand that like gives you hope like if you go like okay that was what seven Mm -hmm. years ago so if i start writing today Maybe in seven years I could write a Star right. Wars book. But at the same time, it's just not fair, man. Some people are too talented. Right. Go on. Okay, so uh, and when I learned that, I was like, no way. And he's already writing Star Wars? He's already like this big oh. time Star Wars author? So I started digging into that and I, um, I guess, I don't know, relearned, remembered that uh, Project Luminous was announced in October of 2019. Oh, so he'd only been written, writing for five years yes. when he got attached to this. At, yeah. This is getting worse because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like like I said, it'd be great to go like, oh, well, if I start today in five years, I could be. Not I would be. I will be. There's no guarantee. <laughs> it just means you'll spend five years writing and then not get to write a right. Star Wars. Okay. Life isn't fair. <laughs> At so that I, point sorry. in time, <laughs> in 2019, he had only written and released two Star Wars stories. You're killing me. Justina Ireland is actually in the same boat. She had only written and released two Star Wars stories as well. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go on. I'll have questions at the end. I'll save my questions. I hope I have the answers. And my, and my, and my, okay. 
Um, okay, so that's about as far as I got uh, for... I-, I wish there was more information as to, like, how did they pick him and Justina for, you know, the these stories and to be part of this project, but I couldn't find anything. I really wish I knew how they picked all of the authors, but I'm assuming that's secret Disney information. But... <clears throat> all right, well, I have some information. Okay. He wrote a book that I've actually read. Okay. <laughs> And I just found out right now. Um, and this just makes me even angrier because his book came out in 2018. So you've got to assume he probably started in 2017, which means he'd only been writing for three years when he got his first Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no. He wrote a short story in 2017. So this makes it even shorter. Anyways, uh, he wrote a book called Last Shot, which was, I think it came out. Um, yeah, it kind of came out around the time that the movie solo did. Okay. And so it tells the story of Han and Lando that flashes back from like what I guess you would say that time period, like the solo time period, which I think they were doing their own thing because I don't think that there's been anything in star Wars media that has confirmed whether they see each other again between solo and empire strikes back. So like, I think it was flashing back between their them each doing their own thing and then kind of present day Star Wars, which would be taking place, I think, somewhere between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, obviously, because Han Solo is alive, um, where they go on a mission together. Okay. So you get like the cover was cool because um, it's funny this whole time when we've been talking about this author and I'm like, why do I know that name? Why do I know that name? <laughs> Well, this is why I know that name, because I have a book of his on the shelf. Um, what I liked about this book is, and I guess maybe it was, it's because it was a Barnes & Noble exclusive edition. Um, they did two different covers. You could get the Han Solo cover or you could get the Lando cover. But here's the Solo cover. You didn't have to choose because the cover is reversible. Oh, wow. So you could flip it if you want to. Yeah, so you didn't, like, it wasn't the thing where you go, uh, this is Disney trying to get me to buy the same book twice. Um, you had the option. You, and so the spine is the same. It's just different color with a different silhouette. And the silhouette is clearly, like, their younger versions. That's the um, Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo right. silhouette. And the Lando is clearly Donald Glover. But it was, it was a fun book. Um, so, like, because it jumps back, I think you get, like, L3 is still alive, hasn't been dismantled yet, I think. I think because it like the, the Lando's early story might take place before that he meets. Okay. But anyways, very cool book. Didn't realize that was his first Star Wars novel. Well, I guess I guess I did because when they rebooted the Star Wars novel canon, they brought in a lot of like new writers that hadn't been doing Star Wars stuff before. But I had no idea at that point that he was such a new author. Like <laughs> Had only been writing for a few years. I had no clue when I read that because I read that right after the movie came out. Or, yeah, I think I bought it before the movie came out, but decided to wait till the the film mm-hmm. was over so that it wouldn't. Not that there would be spoilers in it, but just I thought it'd be fun. I knew there would be characters from the film, and I wanted to know what they already looked like, kind of thing. So, right, I read that pretty much like a month after it came out, and didn't realize it was the guy. But I liked that mm-hmm. book too. And so. granted, my research could be a little off. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he definitely doesn't have anything published before 2000. Oh yeah, well I'm sure he had been writing before yeah. that, but still, just to get to get published, get noticed, and get tapped for Star Wars yeah. that quickly, it's just 
Life mm-hmm. isn't fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> Life is not fair to me. Okay, so I've got more on him. <laughs> okay. He is a. I got that was my that was my big tangent for this episode, and I, I'm there sure there won't be any other ones. I got I got it out of out of the way early. Right? All right. So Daniel Jose Oler is a big proponent for diversity and repre- representation in literature. Totally agree with him. All for that. In 2014, he started a petition to replace. H.P. Lovecraft as the symbol for the World Fantasy Award, and a year later, they actually did. Right? So I guess before, Mm -hmm. like, the award was actually, like, a silhouette of this guy. um, Oh, wow. Okay. I don't really honestly know much about him. I know that he's really, really old, as in no longer with us. I I believe I recall there being some some problematic Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a little problematic. I I couldn't tell you the details. (laughs) Yeah. I also remember in that book, Last Shot, it was the first Star Wars book that I, I ever recall reading that there was a character that went by the pronoun they. Mm-hmm. And because I was doing the audiobook, I didn't pick up on it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was you just like- You are jumping ahead because the... that was one of- Oh, no, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. You know what? <laughs> not, not specifically <laughs> in author research, but I was going to bring that up in our discussion of this book. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think gotcha. that's great. Okay. I, I love that, seeing that in this book. Well, no, in Last Shot as well, mm-hmm. he did it, the the solo book, right? And because I was doing the audiobook and I was, I, it was one of those things where the first time I heard it, I went, is there a second character they're talking about? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah. interesting. I don't think anybody's ever done that yeah. in Star Wars before. So mm-hmm. kudos. Right? Um, he teaches writing or something on a website called Skillshare, uh, or at least he used to. His name is on there. Um. And uh, lastly, what I have about him, he was a paramedic for 10 years in Brooklyn. He worked the graveyard shift while writing his book that he started in 2009. Okay, so I did have that in my research. So he has been writing for a while. So I'm assuming he only got published in 2014. Gotcha. Um, And he's got a ton of ambulance stories on his website. Hmm. So yeah, goes to show you, you can be anything and then also be a writer. Yeah, but the thing is... <laughs> it's bad enough that he 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 gets to write a star wars high republic novel and i don't <laughs> and he wrote a han solo novel and i didn't he also he is the author of the um high republic adventures comic mm-hmm. series which i did know i i realized then okay the author of this book is writing the adventure so there'll be some crossover but um like, why can't I write a Star Wars comic? <laughs> it's all about me, right? Yeah. No, I mean, this is very cool. Like, I, I, um, I'm really enjoying those comics as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and now realizing that he wrote the solo book, the solo Lando book, it, it is, um, making me want to go see, like, okay, what has he read that's non Star Wars? I'd probably enjoy that as well. So, I have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He wrote War of the Bounty Hunters too. <laughs> this is so unfair. He's writing for Marvel now. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia. Goodbye. Goodbye, Wikipedia. Closing you. All right. All right. So since this book is super short, I have a very yes. super short book summary for us today. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Two sentences. Or one. Maybe it's one long <laughs> one. sentence. Yes. All right. Jedi Padawans, Ram Jomaram, and Lula Talisola need mm-hmm. to team up with four sensitive teenagers, Zine Rala some Bonbrax, and a droid to repair the communications tower during the Night Hill attack on Valo. Yeah. One sentence. 
one sentence <laughs> and it pretty much sums up the story yeah, yeah. um all right i'm gonna let you, i'm i'm gonna let you, i was gonna say i'm gonna let you finish but i'm gonna let you start <laughs> well the since we already brought it up let's jump right back to um non-binary characters in sure. literature because this is and, and maybe i'm just not reading enough books but this is probably one of the first times i think that i've actually seen a non-binary character in a book and a hundred percent the first time i have seen a non-binary character in a children's book because i don't recall mm -hmm. anything from my childhood that ever had a character referenced as they um so i love that and like and like you said the first time i read it i had to think about it for a quick second of like did i just misread and they're talking about two people and so i like no no no, no. they are talking about this one mm -hmm. character cantem sai Jedi Master Cantum Sai. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved it. I loved that we have this representation in there and it doesn't feel like, I don't know how much so many people complain about. It doesn't feel awkward. It doesn't feel forced. I like this character. Yeah, it doesn't feel shoehorned. Yeah. It just, they just treat it like, well, of course. Yeah. This is a diverse universe. Yeah. What, you know. Why wouldn't we have a non binary right. character in our universe? There's so many people in the universe. Yeah. If we can have, you know, a tiny little, uh, what is he, Tallarini in a giant mecha suit, like, yeah, right. why can't we? <laughs> <laughs> but that is exciting to hear that he also has that in uh, mm -hmm. some of his other books as well. And this book, this, I think, is the, I, I kind of alluded to it, I think, on our last episode, where at certain points during the novels, I was like, did I miss something and then realize it's because I wasn't keeping up on the comics because um, the character was it Zine? Zine. Yes, there's a Zine in here. That's just like this character that's just following the Jedi Padawans around. I'm like, how do you, how do you get that job? Like, right? <laughs> that's actually um, all explained in his comics. Okay. Right? So, uh, Ram is a new character, mm -hmm. as far as I know. I don't remember Ram being anywhere else. He's just like working in the garage and on the, I believe, on the planet that the fair is taking yes. place in. When Lula shows up with Zine, that is straight out of his, the comics that he's writing. Okay. So I get the feeling that like Ram will be his character for the books. Like I, I, I don't think we've seen the last of him, considering he was like kind of the main character of this mm -hmm. one. But I love that he kind of went. Well, I'm also going to bring in my main characters from the comics to this which makes sense mm -hmm. it didn't feel forced because it was at the fair mm -hmm. and it makes sense why they were at the fair versus out of all the planets in the world my two characters happen to show up on the same one right for some made-up reason it it worked for me um but what uh, what ended up happening was i think i had read the first the very first star wars adventures a while back and it, it was a case of I did the exact same thing I talked about last episode. I started reading it and went, I have the first, I don't know, I think I had like the first five issues, let's say. And then I realized that it was a six issue arc. So I'm like, just stop. You're going to be just, you're going to get to the end, get to the cliffhanger <laughs> and then not be able to read it and have to wait. Something like that. So I set it aside. So when that happened, it, it felt like I didn't make the connection right away that Lula and Zine were from the other, from the comic. Cause it had been so long since I even looked at it. But it was really nagging at me. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, them. And then I felt like, all right, I don't need to know. I don't need to stop and read the comic. Just know that it's there. Right. And I'll get to it. Because at first, it just, it was a little jarring. I'm just like, 
I feel like there's supposed to be more to the story. And it didn't, it didn't like interfere with the story. It's just, I have such a curiosity for right. the Star Wars universe. Like, I want to know about this. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized, okay, I would have known if I had just kept up with my reading. Then I was like, cool. And I went back to it. So I read it out of order. I read, uh, I read the comic series after, but it was kind of fun because uh, you read right up to the point that they leave to go to the fair. Gotcha. Right? And you understand why, because, because it's like, we have this companion traveling with us. But she's also force sensitive. And it's like, well, why, you know, why isn't she a Padawan? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil anything for you. So I won't tell you why, <laughs> but it is in that co- comic. So it's kind of fun that, um, you know, the same stuff we've been talking about, the way that they all share each other's characters, but that he's got two different main characters in his two stories and crossed them over right away. So I want to see, I know what will happen with Lula. I'm sure like her story will pick up in the comics post the fair, but I want, it makes me wonder when we'll see Ram again. Yeah. And if, if they're going to cross over anymore, or if it's just like, that was just a cool thing that I did in my first book. And, and, uh, and who knows if we'll, if we'll ever see him cross with anybody again, like he he's kind of solitude in the beginning. So it'd be interesting. But then he learns but, his lesson that you need to work yes, with he does. people. <laughs> yes, of course. There's always a lesson to be learned. I will say, but... I loved being able to see a force sensitive person that is not a Jedi. Yes. That is really young you get to sort of see you know what anakin maybe could have been Mm -hmm, if they had mm -hmm. not decided to train him as jedi Mm -hmm. so i'm interested yeah i'm really interested (laughs) to learn more about her i'm sure it's because she was too old to be trained um but i'm really interested to learn more about you know the specifics of her background and you know where she comes from and stuff you you will enjoy it that's all i can say Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and in in that comic remember i remember when we started this i had said like i'm glad they're not using yoda because like i don't want to see anybody he's he's in that story but they use him sparingly enough that it it didn't bother mm-hmm. me like i didn't want this all to be about yoda and the jedi you know the, this whole series you know it's just he's he's in that one star wars series because that's where the padawans are right and even at some point, he leaves to go on his own mission. So they get him out of the story. He may, I'm sure he's going to show up again because it, it, he, they left him kind of in a cliffhanger. So at some point, we need to revisit that. But he's not. I'm sorry. He's not the. Um, he's not like casting a shadow over the whole thing. Like that's that character we know. So. I like the way he handled that because that was the one concern I had going into this. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't want Yoda. I don't, I don't want really want anyone we already know. It doesn't make sense for anybody else to still be alive at this or to already be alive at this point. And the fact that he handled it in such a way that after I read, it, I went, Oh, Oh, well that was fine. Mm-hmm. Like it would make sense that he's here. Um, but to do it in a way that like, you have to acknowledge him. You can't just not have Yoda. Yeah. And then they were kind of playing around like, well, Yoda's off doing his own thing. Right. And I'm like, well, he can't keep sabbatical. doing that. That's <laughs> that's going to feel, yeah. Like if you keep doing that, that's just going to feel weird. You have this crisis and like Yoda decides to sit it mm-hmm. out. And then the, the, when he writes his comic, you see why he's missing. And it's not missing, missing. Like they they, they kind of know where he is, but it works. It really works for the story. It will allow them to do at some point a Yoda story of what he was doing at this whole time, but without him like. Right. Leading away from and if the they want to bring him in at some point now that you know so i feel like the way that it was handled is now if like in 
I don't know if they're calling them phases. I know I've been calling them phases. We're just going to call them it phases. It makes on it show, easier but... to follow so, if right? we call them so, phases, I think. Exactly. So when we get to phase three or four, if they want to bring Yoda in, and even if he like kind of takes the lead on this fight, I won't mind it because we had time to get to know the characters. Yeah. And that was always my issue. It wasn't that I have anything against Yoda and don't want Yoda. And it. it's just, you're going to introduce all these characters. And the only way to make me really care about them and not make me feel like they're Star Trek red shirts that are going to get killed. Like, and I don't need to know this person. Like, like when you're watching Star Trek and all of a sudden there's somebody new on the bridge at the beginning of the episode, you're like, mm. right. <laughs> they're not going to make it till the end. Right. Mm. And so I, I loved the fact that they took him. You, he's the only person, you know, for sure would be alive at this time. And they took him out of the equation early on. So you knew you have to get to know these people. Cause some of them have to live on to the next yeah. book. And then I feel like when you get to the, end of that the first phase none of the people you really got to know died early on but you all you did feel like everybody was in danger mm -hmm. of something happening to them because they're not in any of the films mm -hmm. so it worked and i grew to care about all these characters and have been able to keep track of them in my head so yeah, and if you think about like load and great storm we spent an entire book with him we fell in love with him and then yes. phase two boom he's gone he's gone right right so so yeah i i feel like um as long as i think all i think now having read all of these and, and like you said he's our last author but i i think that i would feel like yoda was in good hands regardless of which of these authors was handling the story but i really do like what he's doing with it like he brought him in because he he has to be somewhere mm -hmm. and he gave a good reason for why he goes off on his own thing where no one can contact him and they can just leave him there right. for however long they want and then bring him back when it's time. Mm -hmm. And by that point, whenever he does show up again, I'm so invested in the other characters. I won't feel like, Oh, finally someone I know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it won't have that kind of feeling. So, so that's good. I mean, we, we, we're, we're here in phase two of this is like this, I guess fifth book in the order we're going and we open right right away with Ram another new character and I didn't feel overwhelmed like Ugh, right. another Jedi I've got to keep track of I was actually excited like okay each book it feels like we're going to get somebody new to add to the mix and they're rolling them out slow enough now that it's it's easy enough to keep adding them and not feeling like I I can't remember who these people are so right. and I think this is the first time uh I'm trying to think if this is the first time they've like brought comic book characters into the books, but I guess it just depends on what order you read it yeah. in. Because the guy in, um, I think is, it's like Skier or something, the Trandoshan that lost his arm in the first book. He's in the other comic series. Okay. But I, because I read those, I read the book first in the comics. It didn't feel like a comic book character coming to the book. It felt like a book character coming to the comic. Right. Okay. You know? Well, what about Ty? Wasn't Ty in a comic book first? Yeah, but it was the same thing where, oh, well, yeah, you know, it's because I read the, the comics after. <laughs> yeah, because if, <laughs> so if right. her yeah. first comic is her monster hunting in oh, phase no, one. No, because that, that comic book, I think, started after after the book came out, right? Did it? The oh, tie, okay. the, it takes place before, but came out after. Gotcha. So I'm pretty sure the, yeah, the very first time you see her is in that book. Okay. Um, so, so that did feel like, sure, 
it, it's a, it's a, they're, I mean, they're all shared characters. None of them really book characters coming into a comic or vice versa, but it kind of feels like that. Like, yeah. oh, this, though, even like the whole thing where I was confused about Zine, it was like, well, if I had been reading the comics, it's just that because Lula is the main character of that comic, I feel like oh, we're bringing a comic character over to the book. Gotcha. Without it, but without it feeling like, I don't know, without it feeling weird. Like, sometimes in the past, like Star Wars media has done. Like you, you write the story for the type of media it's going to be in. So, like, you've watched Clone Wars, you've seen their force powers in Clone Wars are very cartoony. Like, mm-hmm. like Jedi can jump high, but Jedi in the Clone Wars can jump even higher because mm-hmm. it's you know you're writing to the media. And I think that they're doing a good job in this of not falling into that trap of being like, well, our comic book characters have these force right. powers because it's a comic and we have to do certain things for the audience. But then when you bring them into a book, it do- it's not going to f- it's going to feel weird, you know? And you have to think, whereas, like, you've got this the same team working on all of these, whereas if you compare Clone Wars yeah. versus movies, it's completely different people working on yep. these things. Yep. Yep. So you feel like you have to write these characters that they could they could shift over anywhere, mm-hmm. and there's always the possibility that some of this now, in the new era of Star Wars, ever since, you know, when they brought Ahsoka into Mandalorian, you have to realize at some point, some of these might be live action. Mm-hmm. Probably good chance we're going to see these. So don't make it too don't make any aspect of this so cartoony and unrealistic that when you we translate it to the movie or a, to a TV show or, or film, it won't like you you'll you'll either it won't look realistic or you'll go why are they suddenly depowered? Right. right? So that's kind of what I like about it. None of it, the car, the comics don't feel like this is a story you can only tell in comics. It just feels like one big like I don't know. One giant story that you're watching in different media, different parts, yeah. but they're not, you know, obviously you're writing certain things for a book because you can get more into the head of people and they're, the comics do have more action, but the characters don't seem different to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's because, what did we say? How many total writers are there? Is it six? Five. Five. So it, it, that's better than if you bring in like 12 people to work on it. It would just, I think it's, the, the more you add, eventually it would just be a mess. Mm-hmm. Because I want to write this character that way because I need it for my story. We've just five is manageable, I think. Yeah, I look forward to them hopefully bringing some of these stories to either the big screen or the little screen, and then you and I being the only two in our group our of friends. Minds? Oh my who god, who know what's going on? <laughs> I, you know what? Here's the thing. Normally, I am making a vow right now. And if you think I'm going to say to not be obnoxious, no, I'm going to make a vow to be extra obnoxious <laughs> to all the people we know that didn't read these books. So every time they're like, oh, what do you think is going to happen in the next? I need my glasses for this one. <laughs> I'm going to straight up do the, well, actually, if you had read into the. St- <laughs> yeah, I, I do love being, I feel like. I'm sure these books are selling all over the world. Lots of people know them. But at least in our group of friends, we are the only ones who know this little niche area of Star Wars. It's this little corner of the Star Wars galaxy that only that we're the only ones reading. And it's so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember feeling this way years ago, years and years ago in the old Star Wars books back around the time of the prequels. Um, I had like I knew. I think I knew one person that was also reading them. And we felt like, yeah, we have this little thing. We can talk Star Wars novels. I knew I knew a guy in high school that was reading them, but I wasn't reading them then. And I got I started late. But I used to work with a guy and he was reading the first book of what turned into an 18-part series. 
And because he was reading it, I asked him, like, should I start? And he was like, and I had read a bunch of other stuff, but I hadn't gotten there yet. He's like, yeah, just skip everything and jump into this because it's so good. So we could come to work and talk about this part of Star Wars that people didn't know. The difference was they weren't, aside from the, the prequels, they weren't making all this other Star Wars media. And it didn't really connect. It was a thing where the books couldn't contradict the films but the films were going to do whatever the films wanted to do because George Lucas was making the films. Right. And if somebody wrote a book that he wanted to do something different, tough luck, whatever, you know. So it wasn't connected the way that Star Wars is right now in that it, someone, nobody from the book was going to show up in a movie. Let's put it that yeah. way, right? People in the movies would always show up in the books, but it was a one-way street. And now because this is a two-way, when somebody shows up, we're going to be the ones going, oh, pff, well, you just... You don't really get it. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't do that to the average person, but I will totally do that to our friends because there's nothing stopping them from reading these books. (laughs) Because they could borrow them from us if they really wanted to. They could. But it's it's also because it's that good. I don't feel like it's um, like like subpar Star Wars or like this is is the B team. You know, this is the other stuff Mm -hmm. that's not... And a lot of the old books felt like that. It's like, well, if you really want more Star Wars, you could read the books. And then, and they got better over time. But I really feel like this just out of the gate, they said they, they there was like a commitment to quality. This has to be as good or better than what we're already doing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a cash grab. It's not. You know, like when some of the early works of Star Wars came out, and I hope we, I hope I've not already discussed it at least on the podcast. The stories, it just felt like. Well, let's tell the story of like Luke goes to the dark side. Like it just felt lazy. Mm-hmm. Like of course you wrote that. Like and I didn't really want to see that, you know, and people were like this is amazing. And then it turned out that he wasn't really going to the dark side. He was like undercover. I'm like it just it didn't I don't know. It just didn't feel that I I guess some of it seemed really good at the time and a lot of it I look back at now and I'm like now nah, it's gotten so much better. Yeah. That the idea to go, no, we're going to do something really brave here and just go 200 years in the past and, and tell something completely different. It's it's what I want them to do with the films. And I'm sure they will at some point. But like, okay, we can be done with this little time period, mm-hmm. even though it's, you know, what, 60 years or whatever. Let's go do something else yeah. now in the universe and have fun with it. And so, like you said, eventually we're going to see, if not these characters, we're going to see this time period either in the movies or on Disney+. Plus. And I'm sure that they will write it in such a way that you don't have to have read any of this stuff to get it. I'm sure they will. Mm -hmm. But I also absolutely think you and I are going to enjoy it more than everybody else. Because it it will be that kind of thing. We're like, hey, if you're brand new to this, this can be your entry point. You'll be fine. If you have been reading, it's chock full of Easter eggs. You're going to love it. You know, like you see that character in the background of that show. That's totally Vanessa over there. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So. So I'm looking forward to that. It's like one more thing for me to look forward to. I I know. Didn't they say the Disney Plus show, The Acolyte, takes place in this era? I feel like I, I remember reading that. Yeah. I mean, they've given like nothing mm-hmm. on it. So we don't know what that's really going to mean. But uh, that's exciting mm-hmm. to know there's stuff coming, whether it's like direct tie-in or just in the same time frame. Just knowing that, yes, it, it isn't going to just be book. I, I don't even like putting just in front of it because it does sound like I'm diminishing, but but it's not going to only be limited to uh, literature, like like books, comics, audio dramas, whatever you want to say. Like they're in, not just in that corner that it's going to eventually cross over into something filmed. Mm-hmm. And I would be willing to bet, if anything, 
they'll probably do some animation, something animated at some point, because I think you can, that's, it's not a huge jump from books to comic books to animation. And then you go from there to live action. Because once you do something animated, that means all the people that aren't reading, but that have Disney plus are going to have eyes Mm -hmm. on it. And then they're going to know the characters. And then it's not a huge step to go. Okay. People are demanding live action. They want to see these characters fleshed out as, as as actors. So it's coming. It's it's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Um, let's go back to the plot of the book. Yeah, um, <laughs> should we talk about the book? <laughs> so this is at least the first time I've seen in the books, because I haven't touched the comics yet, um, the Nihil working with the Dengir. Yes, and um, I don't remember. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's talked about in the comics as well, but I don't know what came first Star Wars timeline-wise. But it, it kind of like, I think it's all phase, a phase two mm-hmm. thing, right? Remember when we read um, the other book where, they're, where they were on the space station and the Nihil were like in it, but you didn't know the Drengear were going to be the, like, you didn't know what the villain was going to be. Like, are the statues the right, villains? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on in this? Is it going to be the Sith? Um, so that was the book that surprised me because it turned out that, oh, that was the book where you had our geode our favorite character from this whole yes geode one of our favorite characters (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like that was a surprise when we read that because i was just expecting it to be a nihil book and and a while they they were on the station and i don't know if maybe i'd have to go back and look if like maybe that's the first time the nihil become aware of the drengear but yeah having them work together Mm -hmm. um the comics will flesh some of that out but it's again it's not like you're missing anything you just i think it it I don't even think I don't even know, think I would go so far as to say it shows you how that happens, but it kind of mentions like why they are doing that. So, in effect, it was like the Drengear were their distraction, right? They use them as a distraction in this book, but you kind of see how you get there in the comics, and I, and I love that. So, um, the main Star Wars, the High Republic book, so far has been very focused on the Drengear, and in the High Republic Adventures that that he also writes. Um, they've they've had both so you see the nihil in fact you see martian rose so you get to see like his helmet okay stuff. so it's it's very cool and you understand that this is kind of why uh why this uh zine character is important ties into all of this right um so the crossover there but yeah having them having them both be in there because they weren't the drengear weren't like an important piece of the 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 other novel that this ties into but seeing this like side story that's taking place at the exact same time as the as the last book was very cool and that it didn't feel like a throwaway story yeah like it wasn't like hey what if we wrote a book about what um you know what lando was doing during a new hope well it doesn't really matter what lando was doing (laughs) right (laughs) because you still get to empire and nothing matters until they meet up with him but this felt like it mattered Mm -hmm. And I, I really loved, since we're talking about how it's happening literally at the exact same time during literally, the attack, yeah. I loved being able to see the prison scene from the Padawan perspective because yes. you're reading The Rising Storm, you're reading about Ty being in prison with whatever the mom's name was, just not important yeah, I anymore. <laughs> um, and there's some random Padawan in jail with them. And it's not like yep. a big question. I need this answered. Who is this kid? Where is he from? Why is he in jail? 
But then you get to go over to this book that's happening at the same time, and then you learn the answer to that tiny little question you had in the back of your head. Who is this kid? Mm-hmm. That's something that, whereas in like phase one, the stories were taking place at the same time. But they didn't crisscross like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that. I didn't I didn't know when we started reading this book that it was going to tie in that well. Like in the beginning, I'm like, oh, wait, he's what? He's on the planet with the fair. Okay, sure. This is good. Because I think it said, um, when I read the description, I knew that there was going to be, like it was going to tie into the mm-hmm. fair. I didn't realize it crisscross with stuff we, 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 we yeah, read. Yeah, so I, we, I originally thought part, he's going to be over in Crash Point Tower, which is yes. 40 miles away or whatever, you know. Yeah. And that's where his story is going to focus. But no, you get, he goes to prison. He gets saved by Ty on the dragon thingies. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it also didn't feel like the thing where we're writing this like way after and we're just going to shoehorn this person and be like, like they were right there. They're just around the corner yeah. and you didn't see them. Like they, obviously it had to be planned out together. Yeah. So the authors had to get together and collaborate and go, okay, we're going to tell the story. Here's where it's going to crisscross. Your character is going to do this. Mine's going to do this. We're going to figure this stuff out. Yeah. So, And then you get to yes. learn in the rising storm, where did Ty go when Elzar right. was off on his dragon, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man. It was great. So good. Yeah. And it's not something <sighs> that you need to read. You know, you'll you'll no. still enjoy the story overall, but you still you get that extra bit of here's those questions that we're going to answer and for you. Where did this character go? The fact that it's not only crisscrossing with that book, but then bringing the characters over from the comic, mm-hmm. it really does. You know, I say this every time. It doesn't make it feel like you're left out if you're missing things, but it is the extra. It's the extra like. Like it's like a thank you for for reading everything. Mm-hmm. Here's something that you're really gonna appreciate. Like this book, I can't imagine this being a like a total standalone story. If if someone said, "Yeah, I'm only gonna read one High Republic story, and this is gonna be the one," I'm like, "No, wait, <laughs> <laughs> this connects to so many things." But this is one that really brings all of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many other things that it connects to that it does feel like the payoff. Like this is the stuff that I've always wanted, where all of the stories do matter in their own way. And some of them really crisscross and make you feel like this, this it's like the incentive for keeping right. up. Like you could say, oh, I'll read all these little kid books at the end, but no, like the fact that I, I finished the last book and went straight into this. I think I started it the same day. The book ended. I'm like, I'm just going to read the next mm-hmm. one, not knowing how closely they were going to connect. And it just felt like a little bonus section yeah. of the first story. Cause it is short, like we've mentioned, but it did feel like, all right, you're still here? Guess what? We got more for right. you, you know? And if you think so. about the intended audience for these books, you know, a, a child of the age of, let's say, 10 could totally mm-hmm. just read these two children's totally. books, not have to worry about the overall larger plot and still get a great Star Wars story out of it. And they tell you enough enough that if you're only reading this, yeah. you would yeah, be Yeah, you know that he's on a planet with a fair, that an attack happens, it, that get, exactly. and he does his part to help yep. stop the attack. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It, I have the, the two books on my shelf, the two young reader books. I haven't compared the font, but the books look about the same yes. size. But I swear when I read this one or did the audiobook, it seemed so much shorter. But I think that's just because I had come into it off of the previous book. So it seems so much shorter compared to a full-size novel. Mm-hmm. And also I was kind of like, oh, this ties in. And I just, I think I got through it in a day. Oh, yeah. Maybe two. 
but I'm pretty sure I, I listened to it in one yeah. day. It's super um, short. I, I definitely got through it. It's super short, but it, it also didn't feel like it was shorter than it needed mm-hmm. to be. Like sometimes, sometimes a story can be short, you know, same with like a movie. A movie can be short if you, you don't have to drag it out if you don't have anything else to say. Right. And it was, it was just right. And I think this one, it definitely, because it's happening at the same location of something that you've already just read, I think it makes it go by a bit faster because you're not doing as much world building like they're still explaining yeah, you, to the 10 year old that you don't this have is to do this place or whatever but you already have yeah. valo in your head and what it looks like because you exactly, read the larger exactly book. exactly you don't have to have you don't have to waste as not waste but you don't have to spend as much time on exposition yeah. because it's brand new there's an assumption that if you're if you're a, really are a young reader and you're just picking this one up but not reading the previous book, then you may not be interested in all the exposition. And if you are an adult who's reading it all, you don't need mm-hmm. it because you've read mm-hmm. the book. So we can just jump to the action. And I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's in his garage for all of five minutes before V18 comes in and says, I couldn't it, find exactly. any other Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you know your homework is going to be to read the comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, I might pick one up. And, and like, um, I can go back and check for you and I can break down like what to read like what, what connects to what phase in in case you want to know where to stop. But, um, yeah, it's, it's super worth it looking back. Like now that I see how well they've connected in at first, I, I wondered if it was going to be like, well, all the books are going to connect and all the, all the comics will connect with each other. And obviously it's the same time frame, but when they jumped these characters in, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which is great. This is what I wanted. I just wasn't sure how committed they were going to be. And I don't think I knew in the beginning when this was first announced that the authors were also going to jump from books and comics back to yeah. forth. Like, I, I thought, thought I was never going to read anything by Daniel this. Jose Older. Right, right. I, I figured, I guess I figured you're going to have the book people writing their mm-hmm. books. Because in the beginning, I didn't realize it was just five authors. When this was announced, and they're like, oh, do big crossover. I'm like, oh, well, okay, cool. That's kind of been done before in Star Wars, but nothing nothing this well. I thought it was going to be the book people doing mm-hmm. their books. And then I thought you were going to have the Marvel comic people doing their stuff, because it's Marvel, and the IDW people doing their stuff. And I'm like, now looking, I was like, oh, no, they're they're sharing everybody with all the groups. Yeah, yeah and you get the, authors the Marvel like comic- Kevin Scott, who prefers different types of media like yeah tv shows or comics who wrote a book i don't think think for the very first time but you know and it struggled with it a little bit too Mm -hmm. well and just i mean whereas i thought they were going to be more siloed it was just like no the idw story i don't think the idw comic like the high republic adventures and high republic i don't remember them crossing very much but they cross everything's crossing over in the Mm -hmm. books so it's more just that like okay high republic has one main character and and high republic adventures has lula as the main character and the books especially the adult book the the main novels like anything Mm -hmm. goes anybody that we've met could show up so once again i'm just super excited for january yes (laughs) even though i've still got a a new stuff to read just knowing like (laughs) i love the fact that they're coming in waves and it's not it's not uh a novel in january a young adult novel in february a young reader in march then the comic books in april it's like like when january gets i think it's late january early february it just all hits at once Mm -hmm. and it's just it's like christmas (laughs) 
<laughs> twice a year. Yeah. Because I think I ordered them all in like one Amazon delivery. Because okay. I, I knew that these last ones I think came out like three or four weeks apart. So I was like, well, I'll just get them all together. It was great when the box arrived and I was like, new Star Wars. <laughs> well, is there anything else that we want to discuss for Race to Crush Point uh, Tower? No. <laughs> read both books. Yes. Read read the novel first. I think that's the better Don't order. Don't be embarrassed I think the order to we... go into Barnes and Noble's kids section. Seriously. <laughs> if you are, just get it off Amazon. You know? just <laughs> Nobody knows what you're buying this for. Nobody asks. <laughs> if someone says... Oh, is this for your is this for your son or daughter? If you're embarrassed, say yes. yes. Or just say no, this is for yeah. me. Star Wars is for <laughs> everyone. Mm-hmm. Padawan's gotta read too. They do. Right? They gotta learn the ways. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for another special episode of High Tea in the High Republic, part of our Finer Things Club podcast. We hope you'll join us again for the next Star Wars book that we will review uh, in a month or so. The Which is called? Out of the Shadows, I believe. It is. Who's this one by? Because I actually don't have it up in front of me. Now that we're going to be repeating. Not, I kind of want to say Justina Ireland, but... I, I think you might be right. I mean, I can right. see it. It's just far enough away same, that I can't read the same. <laughs> it's like right there. Let's, let's look this up. <laughs> Yes, okay. it is Justina Ireland, Out of the Shadows. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and like I mentioned last time, I had that tiny tease from the comics because I didn't know to stop. And it was just kind of like, what is going on? So I really can't wait to read mm-hmm. this book because some some things are going to get shaken up, I think. I think. <laughs> In this book. So, And then uh, don't forget, after that, we have the audio drama. I'm not sure how we'll do that but we could work that we in could. too i mean why not we could yeah there's nothing stopping that us next. that'll <laughs> that'll hold us over until we the long wait for new books in january but yeah okay cool we'll do uh we'll be back in a couple weeks with another book which i get to go start reading now yeah <laughs> finally well thank you again and have a great rest of your day oh and uh bye <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Follow us on Instagram at The Finer Things Club Podcast. Connect with us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash The Finer Things Club Podcast. If you wish to send us correspondence, you may do so via electronic mail at The Finer Things Podcast at gmail.com. Join us again next time for a deep dive into another great book. And until then, stay classy.